How many of you are just really thrilled and excited about technology? Oh, oh, more than I would have thought. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so it's a really cool t enabling device, right? It, it's actually what makes, uh, there we go. It's what makes uh, <coughs> growth happen these days. Uh, technology is not new to most of us, but it is, I think, quite new to the alcohol beverage market, and that's what we're here to really talk about. I'm not going to talk about bits and bytes, but we are going to talk about practices that will help you get to some of these goals. Now, if you're happy with the way things are working in your world, sales performance is perfect, um, then you can just ignore technology. Your competitors are not. Um, but it is possible to achieve these results, and in particular, uh, get your your sales teams uh, and your distributor sales teams focused uh, in a new way. And that's what creates the competitive, uh, I should say the unfair competitive advantage uh, when you're using the right technologies. Um, likewise, you're gonna get some pretty decent payback because if you're using the right tools, obviously people are gonna be focused on analytics instead of crunching numbers. So today, um, I, I'm not really sure, you know a little bit about us. Um, what we do, but I'm not really sure who all you are. So I'm kind of curious, how many here are, are actually moving a brand through distribution? Awesome, okay, third. And then I guess the rest of you are selling juice to suppliers. So the, the things that we're gonna learn today, the five uh, best practices for quality distribution, meaning um, uh, having a proper relationship with a distributor where you're controlling the relationship instead of the other way around, or, and improving retail sales volumes, meaning you're working with the right set of accounts and getting reorders month after month after month. We're gonna go through those five practices, so you're gonna walk away with that information today. And, and finally, if you're just, um, if you don't have a sales team and you're not um, involved in, in the distribution channel, these guidelines that we're going to talk about today actually apply to all kinds of technical uh, applications. So you'll, you'll come away with some 30 years of, uh, of expertise narrowed down to three key points uh, that'll help you understand whether you're using technology correctly or not. So you've got the supply side all figured out, but what about the other half, the other half of moving a product uh, through a, a sales organ or with a sales organization? The, uh, they're facing a lot of change, and the change in the market uh, is one thing. Ben mentioned this earlier uh, this morning, uh, but, it, but it's pretty dramatic when you think about the fact that, you know, at one point there were 3,000 distributors, and now there's a very small fraction of that, right? And there's easily uh, seven or eight times the number of suppliers who are all competing for that distributor's attention. And that distributor is really wanting to help you out but really they're only gonna help you if you help yourself. And the best way to get leverage uh, with that distributor is to apply some technology in the, in the process. And it's coming whether you like it or not, right? Change is happening. I mean, it took mankind uh, up until about 2007 to assemble a ter uh, a, an exabyte of data. That's, that's, that's a billion gigabytes every day since, or I should say at the current rate, we're generating something on the order of two or three exabytes of data a day. So this data is available. You're shaking your head. Is that bad or good? You're blown away, right? So 
be assured that the sources of data that are out there, the question is how do you corral those and take advantage of them, right? The Stone Age didn't end because we ran out of stones, right? So it's time, it's time to move on and deal with some of the changes that are underway. So what are some of those changes? These are really key. Uh, there are a lot of disruptors out there, such as, how many people have heard of LibDib? LibDib, anybody? LibDib? They're altering, they're about to alter, they're in California and New York today, but they're about to alter the way the product gets distributed. Not in the traditional, hey, I've got a warehouse uh, that can store your, your product. They're doing it all electronically and doing it for half the price or half the cost of a distributor. Drizzly, Drizzly just announced that they're now moving product from uh, um, Low, uh, retail stores direct to, cons you know, to consumers in 101 cities. Okay, there's different changes. There are changes that are happening in the market today. And Vivino, which keeps track of consumer sentiment, right? You get on your phone, you take a picture, there's data being gathered about your preferences, you're getting an opinion uh, uh, gathered in a database somewhere that somebody could take advantage of. In fact, a company called Analytics does this ju the, just this thing. If you want to know where, your sh where Chardonnay is being purchased and what people in that particular metro like about that Chardonnay, go get a heat map from, from Analytics and understand more about where you're trying to sell your product, right? Monthly depletion data, retail account sales data from distributors is morphing. It's no longer a monthly activity. There is a, there is a data collector in the market called Vermont Information Processing VIP. Anybody know VIP? Anybody heard of them? So they are, they are working with distributors and creating daily invoice detail available through their, data, through their data structure, through their environment, right? So now you can get invoice level detail, including prices delivered to your doorstep through some kind of tool. And what are those kinds of tools, right? It's not a spreadsheet, right? If you're using spreadsheets to analyze your data and looking at information, you are in the stone age. You need to step it up. You need to join the, the, the revolution that's, that's underway with, with business information warehouses and, and real analytics tools that are kind of drag and drop and very simple to use these days. They're inexpensive. So the days of using spreadsheets to analyze your data and spending a lot of time or your staff spending a lot of time uh, are over. And of course, um, my favorite CRM, Ben's favorite CRM, you know, it's, it's kind of a big brother tool historically, but there are tools today that are changing the way that that works. What if you had access to all of that data tied to an account, tied to a distributor that allowed you to analyze the information and then proactively plan your approach to the market? So instead of, hey, what did you do for me lately? It's what can I do today to actually talk to those accounts that actually matter to me? So, oops. So who are those accounts? Okay, you saw this chart earlier, interestingly enough. Um, this is actually a real uh, uh, sell, uh, 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 producer of wine. 200,000 cases, this is their real data. 14% of, out of their 3,400 accounts generates 80% of their business, 476 accounts. How many sales reps do they have? 10. Okay, is that the right number of sales reps? Could be, depends on the product mix. But how do you, how do you harness and focus 
your reps when you've got a pile of 3,400 accounts sitting in a spreadsheet somewhere. You need some kind of technology. So while a lot of stuff is changing in the world, this isn't. The 80-20 rule still rules. The other thing that influences your decision about tools and technology, because it's one thing, because there's, there's a bunch of it out there. It's like, how do you, how do you decide? You have to figure out where, where are, what's your route to market? What, where do you fit in the profile here that we're showing on the right? Are you an emerging brand? Because the way you go to market is going to be slightly different than what we call the distributor darling. Right, they're the ones who get to go to the distributor and the distributor does all the work for them. That's ideally what we would all like to be able to do. But out of the 20,000 suppliers that are in the alcohol beverage market today, that's a rare few that get to do that. Most of us are down here either in emerging or in the classic brand blend where you've got some in chain, some in distribution, some focused on retail accounts. So where you are in that stack influences the kind of tool and data that you need. And likewise, your sales maturity. So this chart actually demonstrates the idea that uh, as you get moved from what I call the chaos or heroic stage, the constant firefighting to get the next sale, your processes hopefully become more and more mature, meaning they're more repeatable and therefore your sales volumes go up. And you begin to do things a little differently. And what you should be doing a little bit differently is actually spending time being proactive Okay, so how do you plan? You need a tool to do that. You can't do that with a spreadsheet. You need some kind of database. And dealing with leading indicators. What are the things that when you do it in market actually moves the needle? So hopefully you know what those things are. And if you don't, you need some kind of analytics tool to figure that out. But it is those, co it is those companies that are dealing with these massive amounts of data that are focused on the leading indicators that allow them to target their sales reps on the right accounts and achieve the kind of volume that they want to achieve. Double-digit growth year after year is totally doable and totally possible if you have the discipline to do it. So five best practices to improve distribution quality. Change the balance of power with your distributors. Right? You have to show that you're doing your part. Means when you go visit the distributor, if you've had your reps out in the field calling on the right accounts and calling on the accounts that, that I'm sorry, calling on the right accounts and then going to them and saying, look, here's what we've done. We want you to take this and do the next thing. Or here's the accounts that we want you to focus on. It completely changes the conversation with your distributor. Right? When you've got that in your hand, your own data set, you can now set goals, not only for your sales team, but also for the distributor's sales team. Close the loop, okay? It's not enough to go make calls on accounts. You actually need to communicate back to the distributor and say, okay, hey, I got an order commitment. If you predictably communicate with distributors, you will get them accustomed to the idea that they need to go put POS in this account for you. They need to go process this order. And guess what? You've now risen above the fray because you're operating differently than anybody else is. And you are doing, you're helping them help you, right? Follow the money. This is, so here's, this is why you paid the big bucks to get here, right? Track order commitments to RAD, okay? If you have field people, if you have that $200,000, $150,000 sales rep in the field and they're getting order commitments, but you're not following where the money goes, that is to say you get the depletion to happen, 
then you really don't know what kind of effect your reps are having in the field. So automate Troid program spend, right? Another area of opportunity when you're dealing with, uh, when, you're, when you're executing a bunch of programs with distributors, that it, the technology exists today to, to manage and automatically take feeds uh, from distributors that feeds into your accounting system that gives you absolute control on what's going on in the market. And if you've got that daily invoice detail, now you're starting to be able to pair up much more uh, immediate information, a three-day lag, you do a promotion, you get the data three days later, now you understand whether what you're doing in the field actually is, is um, uh, functioning the way you want it to. Uh, use with, uh, with, uh, uh, with the proper technology, you can, you can track objectives, meaning this is a more proactive approach, right? It's not like, hey, I made an account call or I did this many tastings this week or whatever. This is really more about setting objectives by account so that you can manage a group of accounts by some segment that you define where those objectives have been applied and you can organize and view the, the activities of the rep against those objectives. And now you've got a competitive, uh, the, the opportunity to develop competitive uh, um, culture uh, across your sales organization. Fish where the fish are. Ben went over this, right? Not all accounts are created equal. Absolutely true. Stop depending on your distributors and create your own key accounts. If you go to your distributors and say, hey, I'd like to have an account list. Well, you're getting the same account list that everybody else gets. When you go to the distributor and you say, here are the accounts we want you to work on, and here's why, and here's what we're going to do in the field, changes the game with the distributor completely. Show and sell. Okay, This is the digital world. Everybody has an iPhone. We all get content on our phone that way. So every tool you, that you look at ought to have the ability to show a presentation, to deliver to somebody else's phone or their email system while you're standing in the account the latest review on your product or the, the, the um, um, uh, or a really good display of I mean, a really good end cap display this is how we, we have like to have our um, our product shown and here's the way you do that or assemble it so five best practices to improve uh, your uh, uh, your sales performance in the field um, if you decide to use technology, here are the three things that are most important if you, if you take nothing away from this session about what to do in the case of using technology. Number one, focus on process and output. It's really simple. This is 30 years of experience talking. It's process, meaning how do you want to do your work or how do you do your work? Make sure the tool can do it the way you want it to and are you getting out of it what you need to be able to do it, uh, need, need to be able to do. You can't automate heroics, so clearly you have to have a process in place. This is a marathon, um, not a sprint. And adoption is the biggest issue you're going to face with any of these technologies. How do you make that happen? Crawl, walk, run your way to it. Pick one or two things. Don't try to eat the elephant all at once, right? Focus on meaningful process-oriented goals like points of distribution, not accounts sold, right? Or, and not activity volume, right? It's not about how many accounts you see, it's what do you do in those accounts that actually move the needle. This really is about a culture change, so it's really important to understand what 
you know, we coin-operated people like to, to uh, think about, and one of them is money, right? Make sure that this tool allows you to change the sales culture, right? And um, get, and you have to work with your sales team to focus on the 20% the, the of the accounts that generate 80% of the, the, uh, the revenue. You have to work with your salespeople to manage key accounts. This doesn't, doesn't come naturally. You, meant, you heard Ben mention earlier that the long tail is where a great many salespeople spend their time, and you want to control that and move them back in the direction of that 20%. Put up a dashboard that has metrics that allows the rep to see how they compare to metrics that maybe are tied to their comp or metrics that are displayed for the benefit of the entire sales organization, create a competitive set. And finally, save time for the reps, right? The, the, this is a, uh, um, a biggest issue of all with respect to any technology, uh, as simple or as complicated as it needs to be. Um, make sure that there that this thing gives some value to them, right? Um, this is not um, automate distributor communications, as we talked about before. I want to push a button and make sure that 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 um, activity that I just performed or performed over the last day or two is recapped and sent to the distributor so they know what needs to happen, right? That's a huge benefit, a huge time savings. Deliver push button distributor reviews. You're getting ready for a distributor review. How long does that ordinarily take you? Hours and hours and hours of analytics to get ready for that review. Well, that's silly, right? There's no reason for that with the proper technology. Push a button, get a report, you know, drop it into a PowerPoint, and off you go. Um, um, and the same thing is true for, for chain analytics, for all your chain managers. You should be able to do th the same thing with all these technologies. So it's entirely possible, right, to achieve digital, uh, to achieve uh, uh, double-digit growth um, and refocus your team Admittedly, it's a culture shift, right? You've got to get, you've got to help people move through this process. Um, but in so doing, people will be focused on the right things instead of crunching data. And you, you should be able, uh, you should set as a metric for yourself payback, right? Within a year for any kind of implementation that you do in this environment, it's totally reasonable to expect that just on the basis of incremental case sales. That's all I got. And I got 11 minutes left. Thank you very much. Uh, questions, thoughts, comments? Ready to go on? All right. Yes? I'll repeat the question if I can. Here we go. Yes, it's on now. Here we go. <laughs> so, which of, of these different platforms that you were discussing, which ones are the most common? In other words, if I do one and I want to communicate to a distributor, how likely is he to, to be reading the same things that I'm reading or using the same things I'm using? And is there, is there a more industry accepted one? Oh, I see. I think you're asking whether, whether there's, what, what level of integration there is between say your organization and the distributor and how, what's the best way? Hey, guess what, it's email. Uh, I who mean, that's, who, that who sounds reads, silly, right? Who reads email? That, right, exactly. There's other ways, right? There's, there's other ways, right? So you can create, um, uh, in a lot of these tools, they, they, you can create schedules for automated reporting, right? So in the case of a, so let's say you set up goals with your uh, distributor, right? And you want to keep them honest. So you, in your reporting tool, should, should be able to schedule 
an outbound output of that scorecard to them on a regular basis that just happens every single month. Hey, here's how we're doing, here's how we're doing, so on. So it's probably gotta be rooted by email, but um, there, are, there are different ways to, to get the, the information to them. Yep. Right here. Um, and focusing on those 20% of accounts that give you 80% of performance, how do you also balance growing your business and growing into more accounts? So that's about time allocation, right? So you, if you have, well, think back on that chart, right? So there were 3,400 accounts, or total accounts, right? And it's 200,000 cases, so not, you know, not small. But they had 10, uh, sorry, uh, 10 salespeople um, responsible for, what was it, 467 accounts, right? That's 40 each, or 45 each. So 45 each? How many, should, how many accounts should they be managing? 100 to 150, so what are they doing with the rest of their time, right? So the question I, you, you would wanna ask is, where can, get, where can we get more of those accounts that are like those 467? So how do you profile and segment um, the account base and where does that come from? Different discussion, but you can do, you can develop or you can have developed for you primary research that finds those accounts that match your SKU. Right, that they're consuming your product, your, your beautiful Pinot, because it goes so well with X cuisine, or how, whatever your strategy is. Develop that account, load it in the database, say it's a key account or a target account, and then make the, make the rep responsible for focusing on that, check the results, commits to RAD, and, and keep developing, right? And when then we run out of time, you hire another sales rep. <laughs> okay, anything else? Okay, thank you very much.